week on Inside Motorsport, we continue our discussion with Dennis Newland on the state of Speedway. I hope you'll stay with us. Dennis, we were talking about the speed cars, and whilst the series is very healthy, it's not without its share of issues. The national controlling body, for many, many years, never actually helped the speed car super series, and it was always privately funded and operated. And, and I think, you know, that is a real shame. In the last couple of years, the national controlling body, Speedway Australia, has taken a more lenient view and, and, and given the S, the Triple S some funding, but that should have been forthcoming many years earlier. But they still never fully backed an amalgamation when the Speedcar Pro Series was, in, was introduced and introduced by Speedway Australia in opposition to the tried and proven Speedcar Super Series. You know, the one point I've got to make here, despite all that, Speedcar racing is going through a very good period. As I said, the equipment is first class. The, the young driving talent coming through the ranks is superb. The show that they put on, they're the only open wheel category, it's probably fair to say, that over a season can run more flag-to-flag -flag main events than any other open wheel category. And they just put on some fabulous racing, the Mighty Midgets. We haven't really seen a dominant sedan category since the end of the asphalt era and the grand nationals and what's gone wrong well look that's a good question too i, I look upon it in a couple of different areas there as a, as a reasoning super sedans were going along okay but then see see they were probably like foreign if you like to use that word to anything that uh we could look to america with now as you know uh, be it sprint cars, uh, speed cars, you know, Formula 500s, quarter midgets, uh, let's say, e even leader sprints. Uh, um, we, we align our specification books or our, we look to America for, for a greater interchange and uniformity. Well, super sedans were really the odd one out. So what do we see happen? Late model sedans are reignited or the re-emergence of late models as a more modern-day version of the Grand National sedans of the 80s. And late models then, uh, suddenly we've got a little bit of a power play here between super sedans and late models. And um, what it caused is, instead of, let's say, the super sedans emerge into the late models, which I think possibly would have been the way to go, super sedans just kept doing their thing, Late models kept doing their thing, but but the costs of super sedans went out of control, and and it was forcing people out of the sport and into late models to some extent. Late models were a lot cheaper to bring into Australia than building a super sedan from from the ground up. So that's why the super sedans dropped in numbers. It was partially due to the, due to the emergence of late model sedans. Um, uh, now, you know, the National Super Sedan Series over the years was very successful, but that became a victim of all of this, what I'm talking about, and, uh, and its demise. 
Um, so there's your problem with sedan racing. Then, of course, you know, you've got a lot of, a lot of lesser categories. You know, you, you, you have, um, you know, you, ha- you have production sedans and modified production sedans. And it just goes on, you know, four-cylinder sedans, um, street stocks, you know, um, RSA sedans. Restricted Sedan Association sedans. You know, what does it all mean in the big picture? You know, surely some of these lesser sedan categories could could emerge, so we could probably get rid of and you know some of these lesser categories, but still around, but emerging into another category. We're really only talking about professionally promoted speedway, as opposed yeah. to the speedway board, which controls. The sort of uh, the smaller country club run tracks. Yeah, that's in, that's exactly right. Well, well, you know, when you when you look at some of these real, real provincial provincial tracks, shall we call them? You know, you got bomber sedans. You know, you 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 know, you got all sorts of different another another myriad of sedan categories. You know, um, where you probably change a bit of bar work on the front end or the back end or wherever, and you're probably going to emerge four into one straight away. <laughs> You know, um, I mean, I jest there, but I mean, you can get the point I'm making. There's, there's just too many categories overall mm. <laughs> in uh, Australian Speedway. Yeah. 2015 was a big year for Australian Speedway because probably not well known to many outside of Speedway circles, but Speedway internationally is normally recommend uh, recognised for 500cc motorcycles. And it was country New South Wales where the Speedway motorcycle racing took off. I think it was Griffith um, in, yeah. uh, in over 100 well. and something years ago. And we saw in 2015 the Speedway Grand Prix, the penultimate series in Speedway for uh, 500cc motorcycles, returned down to Etihad Stadium. Yes, um, I must admit... Um, um I'm, I'm very much a bike person as much as I'm a car person in Speedway and uh, um, I have a passion for bikes and uh, I'm very pleased to see what is happening on the national bike scene and you'll be interested, your listeners will be interested to know um, there is a bike track at present time being built at Appen, south of Sydney. Now, this is very good news. Um, Curry Curry Speedway in New South Wales near Newcastle runs a very, very successful bike track. Um, you know, you've got Gilman in Adelaide, uh, which, which Pinjar Park in Western Australia. Look, you've got a lot of tracks in Queensland as well that are running bikes. Bikes are re-emerging. There's no question of that. Gosford Speedway, although they haven't run this season and in the last few years, they've been dormant quite a lot, which is a pity. It's another good little bike track. Um, I think uh, the Speedway Grand Prix and the success of the Australians uh, over the last four or five years, starting mainly in 2012... Well, Jason Crump, let's be honest, Jason Crump, 2004, 2006, 2009 world champion, three times world holder. Um, the, the, The success of Chris Holder winning the 2012 World Speedway Bike Championship... Um, we, we've had some um, uh, good television coverage of the, the Grand Prix from Fox Sports, which do a magnificent job. 
lifting the profile of bikes, bringing in not only the Grand Prix but the Elite League and Premier League matches as well. Uh, we we have um, you know this this tremendous following, and and it was typified by Benfield Sports International uh, and um, uh, the International Manage Group, Management Group IMG accepting the uh, um, proposal in 2015 to return the Bike Grand Prix, Grand Prix to Australia at Etihad Stadium and a contract for the next uh, you know, total of five Grand Prix at Melbourne, uh, or Grand Prix events, I should say. Um, now, this is, this is great news for bikes. Uh, look, I still miss the car and bike programs that I grew up with. And it's not a matter of living in the past. It's a matter of saying this was excellent Speedway product and great entertainment. And it's something, you know, and it's, it's not to the detriment of car racing or sprint cars and 410s of whatever your speed cars or whatever you're saying, you know, whatever late model super sedan. But bikes, unfortunately, should be in a capital city like Sydney regular bike racing. More from Dennis Newland next week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.